Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm your host, Ashley Sanchez, and today I am joined by wildlife educators Jess Brooks, who's located in southern Nevada, and then we have Julie Watson, who is in Reno. And it's that time of year everyone thinks and now is hunting and fishing, but really our goal is just to get people outside, and it's summer. We want people to get out there, so welcome, ladies, and Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Hey, Ashley, yeah. no problem. <laughs> Off to a good start. Yeah, we're super <laughs> yeah. excited. Uh, <laughs> I always love having both of you because you're so knowledgeable. But um, just one thing with Vegas is it's so hot out right now. Yes, it's already been hitting triple digits during the day and dropping at nighttime. Um, but with July and August on the way, it won't to drop at nighttime. It'll stay high in the 90s and sometimes even in the triple digits. So um, the heat is definitely an issue, but there are always places to go and things to see no matter the temperature as long as everyone goes prepared. Okay, and we will get to some Reno hikes, but we did kind of want to drill into Vegas, especially for people who live down there or maybe they're traveling down there. Um, what, what do you do when, when it is this hot out? And you want to get outside, what, what are, what's your advice to people? The best thing to do is always bring water. Um, no matter what the temperature is outside, just the fact that it's hot means you just need to be more prepared. So always bring water, snacks. I always bring a basic safety kit or first aid kit, a map. Um, check the weather, check the trail conditions. Um, know before you go, sometimes trails could be closed for the season. We are officially in summer, so it's just a good thing to check before you go. I always recommend going early in the morning before it gets super hot and even in the early to late evening, depending on where you go. Um, know that reptiles are out. That means snakes. So just stay on the trails, <laughs> and you will most likely just see a bunch of lizards, which is a good thing. Um, and then later on in the summer, August-ish, we have our monsoon season. So checking for rainy weather, storms rolling in is always a must. And these are good tips for the summer, but they really apply year-round. Yeah, absolutely. And so in Vegas, it's so different in Reno because I feel like this is when our trails open up. The snow is melting. But in Vegas, mm -hmm. you guys actually have some trails closed because of the heat. Is that right? Yeah. Why are, why are some trails closed? Or is it just, does it just depend on floods or those types of things? It's, it's mostly because of the heat. For example, um, one, of the, one of the top trails on my favorite places to go list for the summer and really all year is at Lake Mead. It's the historic railroad tunnels trail. Ooh. Free. It's open to the public. It's level ground. Um, it's very cool. We just did a bat walk there this last week. Um, but they do close the trail just depending on the heat, um, and it's just about safety. They could, or really anyone, any state parks or um, any little area in town or in the county could close a trail 
for safety issues, and that could be heat, uh, flooding, if there's construction on the trail. That's why we always talk about researching before you leave the house. So it's not necessarily a seasonal thing. It's more if there were weather conditions that cause the state park to close the trail. That's what you want to keep your eye out for. Yeah, always. Okay. And then say I am, I go to Vegas. It is just too hot for me to handle. But at some point in my time there, I want to go and experience the outdoors, maybe a nice evening walk. Do you have any suggestions for that? Sure. Um, There are a lot of evening walks that are um, free and parking is never an issue. Most of the areas that I have on my list for summer hiking, because it is so hot, Um, are up in elevation. Mount Charleston is super close. It's a huge area. It's a really beautiful wilderness, and a lot of the places are free. Um, The number one place that I would recommend is the Spring Mountain Visitor Gateway. That's where the visitor center is. And there's picnic areas. It's a big, wide-open parking area, and there's trails that lead in almost every direction. And it's gorgeous because you have the desert landscape with all of that high elevation uh, sage and juniper pine elevation. Um, uh, <laughs> that sounds really pretty. Yeah, that sounds gorgeous. It is, and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, some of the other places are off uh, Kyle Canyon and Lee Canyon, and really easy to find on Google Maps or online is a sawmill loop robber's roost. They're actually right next to each other, so you could do both in one day, which is super cool. Uh, The other one that I always take my school field trip people and kids are uh, up Deer Creek. It's at the picnic area. There's tables. There's a creek that runs right next to it. All the flowers are almost always in bloom because it's so mild up there. And... um, Uh, Cold Creek is also a really great one. There's the Bonanza Trail. It's one of the more popular ones, and also Cathedral Rock. Um, Some of these are picnic areas. Some of these um, are right next to camping. So if you really want to get away and experience nature at nighttime and get a jump on those um, early evening and late evening hikes, maybe even the early morning hikes too, go camping up there. Some of them are free. Some of them you have to pay for, but it's definitely worth it. Nice. And as far as what time people should go, is there a time that it gets a little bit too dangerous or um, is it just about planning ahead? Um, What times would you suggest people go if they're going for an evening hike? I would really, I would really just look at the weather. It all depends, especially in the summertime. We get those random thunderstorms that roll in, downpour, and then leave. So it's really about checking the weather ahead of time taking enough um, items with you, like water and snacks um, and safety safety things, um, maybe even a jacket. I know it sounds crazy, but way up in that high elevation in the evening, sometimes the temperature can still drop down. Um, so, yeah, it just depends on um, what the weather is like, what the trail conditions are like. Uh, sometimes you can check with the visitor center areas, like Red Rock is another great place. It's not in the Spring Mountains area by Mount Charleston, but it's a really great, beautiful hike early in the morning and also in the evening. There are some free little areas up there, Um, but you can always call ahead of time and check on conditions if you don't have access to um, the Internet or anything. 
That's cool. So you wouldn't recommend Red Rock Canyon in the middle of the day in the summer? No, I really really wouldn't recommend any of these places in the middle of the day. Some of the places um, that I mentioned earlier, like Spring Mountains, Visitor Gateway, or even Deer Creek, in the middle of the day, it can get pretty toasty still. So I recommend um, morning, late afternoon, early evening type of hikes. Okay, good to know. I always picture early on in the day, Mm -hmm. kind of going into mid-afternoon when I hike here. So that's very good to know for people. But I feel like an early morning hike would be so pretty. Yes. And for wildlife. Oh, that's true. That is going to be your best, some of your best times to see wildlife is in that early morning anyway. Yes, exactly. And uh, I always tell people too, we're just animals so if it's too hot for us it's probably also too hot for a lot of the big wildlife that people are always looking for exactly they want to do the same things that we want to do when it gets hot that's, that's a good just point like lay down we're all animals inside air conditioning yeah. which we have that luxury yeah, they don't so. yeah they do not in the middle of the <laughs> afternoon they're not going to be basking in the sun no <laughs> they're going to be looking for the equivalent of air conditioning yes. out in the yeah. wild and yeah. there, there are places to go um, that are just, like, not necessarily hiking, but also, like, I just want to get away and go experience nature at a picnic area. And uh, there are a lot of places like that, too. There's Bonnie Springs. The Las Vegas Wash has little mini parks along the trail that you can stop at with bathrooms and water, which is super convenient. Um, so just, you know, go exploring. Get out there. Just do a little research before you head out. It's all about planning and doing research, and you could have a really good day or Mm -hmm. morning, I should say, or early evening. (laughs) Yes. I think that that goes along with Leave No Trace. That's the number one thing for Leave No Trace is plan and prepare, and that's part of it. You're going to have a much better time if you've planned it out. And when you say Leave No Trace, for people who don't know what that is, could you explain that a little bit? Leave No Trace is an organization about outdoor ethics, so it is literally like teaching people how to leave, leave as no li- trace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> leave as little of a trace as possible. So a part of that is planning and preparing. So like packing snacks in a place where you have to pack out all your garbage that maybe doesn't have a lot of wrapping. That's one of those, but also just making sure that you're you're taking a trail that actually exists mm-hmm. too. So planning and preparing, making sure that your trail isn't closed so you don't have to end up going off trail and trampling plants and things like that. The more you prepare, the better your experience is going to be. Yes. And then um, speaking of preparing ahead, just we're talking about early mornings, early evenings. You both said it. That's the best time for wildlife viewing. But that also means you may run into wildlife uh, like coyotes. People are out with dogs. Any tips for people on dealing with wildlife encounters? Uh, sure. Um, I... Whenever I see people on the trails, they always ask me that, and I always listen and say, well, if you see wildlife, that's amazing, because <laughs> there yeah. are so many people that go out looking for a wildlife and then never see any. So uh, the number one thing I would say is sit and enjoy them. Unless you feel threatened, which is, you know, really not going to happen, um, unless you feel threatened, sit and enjoy, admire from a distance. Um, respect their space, 
And then if it is a coyote and you are feeling a little threatened, we always suggest hazing the coyotes. Now, we don't have bears down in the Mojave Desert in southern Nevada, but I know you guys do. Mm -hmm. So other than that, I would say take pictures, take mental pictures, admire at a distance. Whenever we do see wildlife, I always... I always tell my folks when I'm doing a guided uh, walk or guided hike, don't shout and yell because <laughs> it may scare them away. Don't mm-hmm. yell and point and say, oh, my goodness, I see a coyote. <laughs> or, oh, my goodness, there's a bird there. You know, admire <laughs> them, admire them, and maybe they, you know, they want to check you out, too. It's really fortunate to see wildlife out on the trail. Well, and you said, um, I mean, it is the chances that you're going to, be threatened by wildlife is very rare but say you're out with a dog I know sometimes that could lead to some concerns with coyotes what is the best tip for people who are out with their dogs number one always keep your dog on a leash short leash not the ones that extend out Um, okay always always keep your dog on a leash uh one that's mostly the rule Mm -hmm. wherever you go Two, it's about safety and keeping your dog protected, even the little dogs and even the big dogs. Mm -hmm. Always keep them on a leash. Um, Always leave no trace with your dog water bowls and food if you choose to feed your dog outside, Um, especially on the trail. I always like to take a whistle with me whenever I'm hiking with my dogs or running with my dogs just in case I do see something. Um, But I haven't in the last year, which is good, but I have before. You have before. When you say see something, what what, what types of it? things? Yeah, it was just a coy- it was just a coyote, oh. and he stood there and checked us out, and we checked him out, and one of my dogs started growling, uh, <laughs> as he does. He's super vocal, um, and then I just I blew my whistle. I started hazing the coyote, and uh, when I say hazing, I I mean um, put up your arms, look big, act loud, make loud noises stand your ground. The goal is to make uh, the wild animal, in this case the coyote, feel as unwelcome as possible and that way he or she will leave the area. Awesome tips and we have more to cover with that. This is not over, this conversation, but we're out of time for the first half of the show. We will be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we have Julie Watson and Jess Brooks here. Jess is joining us from Vegas. Julie is located here in Reno. So just right before the break, we were talking about encounters with wildlife, especially in Vegas, coyotes. And if you're out with your dog and you encounter one, what do you do? Could you give us a recap? Sure. Um, First, I would say if you do see wildlife while out and about hiking and on the trail, uh, congratulations. It's really (laughs) rare to see wildlife out and around, especially if you're in a group. So first, it's amazing that we see wildlife. There's so many people that go out in search of wildlife and are unsuccessful. So one, that's a good thing. And two, if you do have your dogs, uh, keep them on a short leash no matter what. It's normally the rule anyway. 
and it's all about safety, keeping you and your pup um, safe right near you. Um, if you do see wildlife and you have your dog, I would say um, it's possible that the other wildlife animals don't even notice you or see you. If they do and you do feel threatened, like if it is a coyote or something, I would say haze the coyote. And when I say haze, I mean uh, make yourself look big and loud, stand your ground, um, and to make that coyote feel as unwelcome as possible. And that way, uh, he, or, he or she will leave the area. And that's uh, very similar to the tips we give in bear country in northern Nevada. Um, half the time, if you see a bear, it may not even see you if you're far enough away. So just take it in, watch from a safe distance, and then slowly back out of the area. Um and same goes for if you see one, just slowly back away. It's not like they mm-hmm. want to see you either. They try to avoid you. Yeah, and I know most of the bears that I've ever ran into, they don't want anything to do with you, that especially if they're the not case. habituated. They run away. Mm-hmm. They run away from you. So, like, even your chance to enjoy them is very short. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you're like, take it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely take it in because if they notice you, they're probably going to run away. <laughs> exactly. And then the same thing, though, if you did feel threatened, stand your ground, make yourself look big, um, and give it space to pass by you. But a lot of the same tips apply for different wildlife. But overall, just take it in. (laughs) You're out in the wilderness. So we have, speaking of bear country in northern Nevada, Julie, what are some, you're always out and about. If you follow her on Instagram, (laughs) I'll give her Instagram a shout out. Nature Girl. Nature Do Girl. (laughs) Yeah, Nature Do Girl, yeah. Um, If you... You're always out hiking. So what are some places that you would recommend for people? It is getting hot here. Mm -hmm. So some of my favorite places that I go to often, especially for um, just like casual hikes or a trail run, uh, I really like Rancho San Rafael Park. And that's super, super easy, super accessible because it is just a city park. I shouldn't say just. It is beautiful. Um, But there's a really good hike that you can do there that goes back up into the canyon that's really really nice but in the summertime that is very hot because you are totally exposed so that would be a really good early morning thing Um, and that's super easy to get to you really can't get lost there really nice for beginner hikers Um, and then obviously hunter creek i think is a really popular one here in reno Um, i like to run up there every once in a while There is a waterfall at the end, which is super fun. Um, And that one's pretty nice when it's hot because if you go at the right time, almost the entire trail is shaded depending on where the sun is. Middle of the day, still wouldn't recommend. Um, I recently went up to Davis Creek too, which is in the Carson Valley. Nope, sorry, Washoe Valley by by Bowers Mansion. And that was a beautiful, beautiful hike. I actually went up there a couple weeks ago and there was a ton of snow still. The trail is still passable, but there is a ton of snow, and that's a really awesome place to go. And then here in Reno, we were just talking about how hot it's getting in Vegas. It's also getting hot up here, even though it's not quite as hot, but we're all big babies about it. And we were saying hot is hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, today... I just said that. <laughs> exactly, yeah, hot is hot. Today, I think our high is supposed to be so in the low 90s, which is really hot, I think. Um, but we're really lucky, just like how Jess recommended going up to Mount Charleston, we can always go up to Lake Tahoe, and there's 
so many great hikes up there. Um, a really nice one to do when it's hot, I think. It's a longer hike, but hiking from Spooner Lake to Marlette is really awesome. There are some historic things on the trail. Like you can see leftover um, foundations from buildings that were up there. And that's also where we have a fish spawning project in oh, Marlette yeah. Lake. So it's kind of dual purpose. And that one's really nice. And once you get up to the lake, it's really cool, like temperature wise. It's it's actually quite cold sometimes. Yeah, I think we were up there last year for the we fish were. spawning project. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't I didn't think we were there. I know we were there. You were, you were there. <laughs> well, if I remember <laughs> correct, it was a hot day, but it wasn't it was when nice. you were up there, it wasn't that hot. Yeah. And we were standing in water. But the water and the water was really yeah. cold. Yeah. Um, and actually, I just talked with some of the fisheries biologists, and they are plowing snow up there right now. Wow. And the lake is still covered in ice, which is so crazy because that is like a 30-minute drive from where we are right now, and it is iced over. That's northern Nevada for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It's, we're dealing with 90-degree temperatures, yes. but uh, there's still yeah. snow. Yeah. So getting up into the Lake Tahoe, there's so many... And that goes back to what we talked about in the first half of the show. It's important to prepare, plan ahead, mm-hmm. check road conditions. I mean, I think there's some um, lakes in the higher elevations that it's hard to get up to, right? Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, even where we went hiking the other week was Davis Creek. The amount of snow that we were encountering, encountering which it was not impassable or anything like mm-hmm. that, um, but that was not very high. So it, it was, and actually, I think like a week later, it was snowing there again. So <laughs> you just got to check those conditions <laughs> yeah. in Nevada. And then um, for hot days, you know, bring water, food. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Plan. And I know last year we had Nate from Truckee Meadows Parks Foundation on. Yes. And he was talking about all like the, the 10 best hikes in Reno and, um, he recommended like 32 ounces of water almost per mile did he say it was a really good recommendation and that's a ton of water to be carrying (laughs) that is a lot of water but it's it's needed it totally necessary and you will feel better while you're out there it makes it once again preparing ahead makes your experience more enjoyable but you can check out that podcast by heading to yes, you uh, making sure you subscribe <laughs> either on iTunes or on SoundCloud, um, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, I think we posted that one. It was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why we wanted to revisit this today. So we've talked about hikes. Let's get into some of the programs you guys have a, have going on because some of them are during the evenings when it is during these hot summer months. They're easy to get out to when it's nice and cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to share what we're doing at Oxbow right now. Perfect. Um, our Western Region Wildlife Education Coordinator, she is putting on some program, some programming at Oxbow. It's called Oxbow After Dark, and it's a really neat opportunity because I think uh, people are afraid of the dark, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of the dark outside, but I'm very much afraid of the dark in my own house. <laughs> I almost think it's worse than my house. Yeah. No, <laughs> no that's way, like a, a person hiding yeah. in my house is way scarier than wildlife. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, she is hosting some programming at Oxbow. There are three upcoming. So there's one on June 27th, then July 10th and July 31st. And June 27th, July 10th, 
they start at 8, and then July 31st, it starts at 7.30. They go until about 9, 9.30, and it's to get out into Oxbow when it's nighttime and look for those nocturnal critters. And we were talking about how much better it is to hike evening and mornings, and that's because those animals are going to be more active. And especially at Oxbow, where we have high beaver activity, not many people know that beaver are nocturnal. So your best chance of seeing a beaver is at night. I feel dumb because I've worked here <laughs> over a year, and I don't know if I knew that. <laughs> I know I've seen uh, our night cams yeah. or what are yeah. they called? Night cams? Trail cams, Trail yeah. cams catch them yeah. Yeah. during the night hours, but I don't know if I knew that. So that's a cool new program that people can will have multiple chances to join on. And I think they've we've had a couple of them and they've been completely full and they've gotten to hear and see some really cool wildlife out at Oxbow. Nice. And then Jess, what do you got going on in Vegas? In um in Las Vegas, because of the heat, we do have a lot of evening programs. I I know that up north in Reno you guys also have bat walks. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. I think that the bat walks in the summertime are some of our most popular programming because we we talk about and discover some bats and then we go walking outside to listen to bats who are out and about and hunting. And uh, they're so much fun. It gets you outside. And we just did a bat walk at the Clark County Wetlands Park last night. We also saw a ton of little baby um, red-spotted toads, which is super cute. And we saw a Cooper's hawk. That's super cool. Yeah, it was really incredible. And there are a ton of bat activity. So um, the next bat walk that we've got going on here down south is on – Tuesday, June 25th. This one will be at Spring Mountain Ranch, but we also have two upcoming at the Clark County Wetlands Park, and one of them I think is fall. The August one, I believe, they'll have spots available, and that is on the 16th on Friday. Um, We also have some inside programming. If you want to leave from your house, go out into the heat, and then go back into an air-conditioned area. (laughs) Good idea. Um, We have some classroom-style discussions. We're going to talk about some of the most common wildlife to see out and around and then what to do if you see them, which is really cool. And then we have uh, summer programming at, um, at Mount Charleston. We've got some field trips you guys can be a part of in july and in august and in september the next one we have is at uh, at red rock canyon on august 2nd and then we'll also be there in july on the 5th on friday um at the wetlands park too we have an inside activity day wetlands park discovery day it's on saturday july 6th bring your families it's it's very free a lot of (laughs) activities because um our goal is to show people here are all the wonderful things you can do outside. Now yes. them. Yeah. And we definitely want to continue sharing those. We want people to come to those events and they can check all of that stuff out on our Facebook, um, on our Facebook events. And they can register for that stuff at registered.com too, which is on our Facebook. Awesome. Well, you guys, it's, we're done already. We're out of time. It's so sad. <laughs> it went so fast. It did. But thank you both. And that was a fun one. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild.
Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.